you will never grow on the outside if you're not growing on the inside right or it'll be a facade and it will shatter and crumble under you if it's not built strong you know having having your firm convictions in your standards and your principles but also having humility in that and grace for other people around you Well, welcome to this week's episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. I'm so excited to kick off this, this week's mainly because we get the pleasure of listening to Cosette Lamborn Woods, who runs the uh, Keller Williams office down in Chesapeake Greenbrier, and also with my guest and co-star, and actually my better half, I wish I had his hair, uh, David <laughs> Donaldson. So I'm Joe Martin, one of your co-hosts for Entre- Entrepreneurial Impact. Excited to be here. Uh, Dave, what do you got? Uh, I'm just excited to be here too. We love these conversations that we get to have. And you and I have been jumbling around a little bit trying to make this work because you've been so busy. So I appreciate you setting aside the time to join us today. So while we jump back into this, it's going to give a little refresh of what we do and why we're doing what we're doing. So it's real estate driven. It's business driven. However, we all come from somewhere and our stories all matter, right? I mean, me personally, I grew up with a family dynamic where my parents worked for the same companies almost their whole life, pension driven. My wife's family's come from a background of serial entrepreneurs. So that kind of, that spoke to me when I've seen and grown up with both dynamics, right? So having had a couple of companies that I've been involved with myself, both real estate, technology driven, coaching driven, I love to hear stories and Joe loves to hear stories from other people and what that entrepreneurial aspect has meant to them, how's it affected them and what has it done for them in their world? And in all casual fashion, as we welcome back to Entrepreneurial Impact, we really just want to learn, we want to learn about you. Hey, this is Cosette Lamborn, team leader at Keller Williams Coastal Virginia down in Chesapeake. What is your background as far as this motivation? Where did this come from? What what drives you? I mean, uh, not to take it all the way back, but definitely the way I was raised. You know, I'm one of six kids and a middle child. So anybody that knows the middle child syndrome, kind of fly under the radar and get forgotten about a lot of times. I I can't help you there. (laughs) Uh, But no, we all had a very, you know, we're raised in a military family with a chore list and, you know, um, allowance opportunities. My dad had an MBA, so he was constantly teaching us, you know, my very first lesson in money was tithing at the age of eight years old. And, you know, by 10 years old, it was this envelope gets your 5% savings for this and that and whatever. Um, So it was ingrained in us very early on to work hard and to save and to, um, you know, go after opportunities. And so I never was raised with an attitude of a handout or expected, you know, if I asked my parents for the 50 cents for Girl Scout dues, I got to sweep the back porch five times for 10 cents a day. That was my upbringing. Um, so that definitely has bled over into adult world. You know, um, I, was definitely self-driven. My senior year of high school, I was a mom. I was a 4.0 student. I was a part-time file clerk at a lawyer's office, and I was in college and started um, two, two, two classes of college my senior year. So no victim-mindedness, no blame the world. It's you either you either raise to the occasion or you suffer your whole life. So I did not wait for anybody to hand me anything. I took life, um, you know, kind of by the 
by the horns, by the wheel. Um, from there, I followed a little bit of a career in, in the legal department, became a paralegal and then an office manager, got offered to go to go to law school and partner, but I didn't really, I like legal work, but I don't like fighting in court. <laughs> so I did not want to go down that path. And um, right about that time, my world collided with construction and real estate. And my uh, my ex and I were able to buy our first live-in flip at the, 20, at the age of 20 years old. And that just sparked everything and spent about 13 years as a flipper. And um, and owned a construction company so we kind of had the trifecta between the contractor the realtor and the investor we were all three and when you're 25 years old and it's a uh, 2006 life is good <laughs> um so you know it's interesting i've been licensed for 20 years and i've done a lot of different things um and as you know right now we're we're teaching on the shift and and the market and i love being able to say you know don't be afraid of any market every market's great you just have to know how to navigate it and how to sell in it right and yeah, so yeah having that experience through um you know the past the last recession definitely helped with building uh the future so you know how to how to quickly pivot and stay ahead of what's happening in the market instead of being the last one to find out about it um but full transparency went through a divorce in my early 30s and i handed that side of the business back over to my ex to run all of the investor side of things and the uh, construction company and that's the day i interviewed with keller williams and i wanted to i say uh hang up my tool belt and my truck for stilettos and a pencil skirt and go career realtor and that's what i did <laughs> you know that's um, that's driven right there. I mean, I, and I respect to you uh, for just not having the victim mindset, just kind of jump into it. Right. My, my family, I put my mom in the same situation. Let's go, we'll go that route uh, of having to do it in a, in a fairly certain timetable, but never looking back and just saying, Hey, let's make this work. And being as busy as you were, you know, kudos. Right? But jumping from law to flipping a property is a little bit of a transition there. Yeah. How did you like, that's a change. Like what, what moved you to do that? Um, so, you know, we did, I was a divorce paralegal, but okay. we also did real estate and you'll see, you know, you see a lot of paralegals or, or people in title and stuff like that. And it's like, you're behind the scenes moving these properties and moving these deeds and things constantly. And when it's in your face every single day, it's like, Hey, what, wait, what about me? I want to do that too. You know? Um, so that's what kind of drove that. I had my first, you know, real salary job. So I could use that to get, you know, approved. And we don't even want to talk about some of the approvals I've had the liar loan. Yep. Been there, done that <laughs> <laughs> called a 1-800 number and got a half a million dollars. It's not, you know, when people complain about mortgages and how strict and stringent it is, I'm like, yeah, there's reasons for that. <laughs> there's definitely reasons. So it's been very interesting to be part of the, the history of how things have developed over the years. Yeah, right. So I, I bought my first investment property in 06 and got my license in 07 in Arizona. So I hear where you're coming from on that. Yep. It was easy. If you could breathe, you could get a loan. <laughs> What's... And so, because it's been a pleasure to know you for probably over th almost three years now, and I, you know, your story always gets me every time I hear it because I think it's just a, such a driven, like, just kind of strap up your bootstraps and say, "I'm going to go to work and we're going to get out of this thing." Because like, there's no use crying over spilt milk. Um, 
My question to you as you look back at that track history since you know your late you know high school years of just having to figure stuff out there's this whole idea of like self-awareness that before before you can take action you have to have thought and you have to have like self-awareness around things you know yourself you know the best way to handle things and how you process listening to your story where does that drive come from like what is it for you internally because external motivation is really so lacking because it's kind of like a characteristic type of thing and like true motor comes from internal drive what is that drive for you like what keeps you motoring forward in the self-awareness category yeah because like i could say oh i think it's this or i think it's that or i think it's just i don't actually know what your internal motor is so like all those the challenges that you went through like there's a consistent you say success leaves clues you can see like okay i'm at a peak i go down to a bottom and the true test of somebody is like what do they do when they're at the trough of something not at the apex right and you've mm -hmm. had multiple pieces where you're down in the valley and you've pulled yourself out again so like what has been the mental mindset you've ran yourself through to constantly just say well man this kind of sucks but we're gonna keep it moving like what okay. is that for you Oh, I have a couple different answers for that. So hopefully I take this in the right direction. Um, I think the number one thing, starting with self-awareness, looking back and reflecting over, let's say the last 20 years of my life is humility, right? You, I mean, I'm not gonna mention anything political, religious, but we, we run into people that have very closed minds about something, right? Um, and in my position, you know, we as a team leader, we serve very much as counselors, right, and therapists and stuff. And so <laughs> it's very, it's fascinating to me. Like I always want to be a, a stay in curiosity student of just people and humanity. Um, you know, uh, uh, like I mentioned, I had my daughter my senior year of high school. Being going going through that experience it changes the way you think about things. If you would, if I had never experienced that, I might still have certain judgments or certain beliefs or certain, you know, thoughts around things. And so I think as we grow and we go through our own life experiences, I think it's super important to keep grace around other people and even closed-minded people or people that don't agree with you or understand something. It might be because they've just never walked that walk. They've never had to experience something. So as a team leader and, you know, my daily job coaching and helping agents grow you will never grow on the outside if you're not growing on the inside right or it'll be a facade and it will shatter and crumble under you if it's not built strong you know having having your firm convictions and your standards and your principles but also having humility in that and grace for other people around you and i think that self-discovery you know it's like you grow up and you do everything your parents tell you to do, right? And then I move out and, and, and I have a job and I do everything they tell me to do. And my professor tells me, and then I'm married with kids and I do everything the little toddlers tell me to do. I think going through my divorce was the first time I actually woke up one day and went like, oh my gosh, like I can do whatever I want. I don't have to answer to my parents or my ex or even my kids at that point, you know, um, they didn't dictate my life as much like like small children do. And again, like just stopping and thinking, who do I want to be? Who do I want to represent? And accepting the good, the bad and the ugly was really hard. You know, we all feel very shameful about our faults and our weaknesses and things like that. And to answer your question in the shortest way, I read a whole lot of books. 
<laughs> all lot of self-help books and had to come to peace with who I am internally and who I want to be, even if that doesn't align with everything my parents raised me to be or everything my friends expect. Um, and I found that in Keller Williams, hugely, you know, it aligned with not just education and training, but mindset and, and internal growth. And one of my favorite things to share um, is one of my agents, KPA, when they first took it 2017, and a lot of lows were on there. And then you see one two years later, and you can literally see side by side the internal growth, right? And, and the soft skill growth. It's not just about selling real estate and knowing how to write a contract. It's management, it's leadership, it's, you know, verbal skills and things like that. So I think like, thank you for sharing that. I think to just kind of put a bow on it. I'm hearing you say that your two biggest drivers was one, the independence of being able to curate a life that you want to have and not being uh, constrained by outside people, which also comes from a level of self-development or self-discovery around like, who am I? What do I actually want? And what kind of impact does that create? Which came through like having to read and probably go to different educational events and the exposure. And I think one of the biggest things that Dave loves to hear from me on leadership is that leadership is really just two things. It's the environment that you create and it's the conversations that you have with people. And through those experiences, like Let's be real, any self-driven person, you could tell them all day till the cows come home, but they're not going to change until they internalize it and make a decision on their own. And I think that's a huge, that's an amazing journey from self-development to realize that like, who am I? What do I actually want? What's important to me? And it's actually a lot of top producers has a lot to do with independence and freedom and being able to curate what I want in my life. So I think, thank you for sharing. I think it's just another example of like what self-help, not self-help, but self-development and self-discovery can actually unlock for people when it comes to capacity and achievements. Absolutely. And then, you know, like you said, leadership, you know, having the environment, creating that environment is so important within our market center because everybody comes into real estate for some reason, right? Like maybe 1% of people come out of high school at 18 and say, I'm going to be a realtor, right? And I'm going to, I'm going to put all my, my, my energy in that direction. Most of us came into real estate in some sort of transitional way. So I want to make sure that my agents feel very safe and very comfortable to go through that journey in our office to not, you know, it doesn't have to be secret or private. It's a safe place to open up and to share. And, you know, Joe, you've been in our classes. Somebody always laughs, somebody always cries, somebody always shares something, you know, personal or sentimental. And that to me is, is a huge honor that people feel that's a safe place and that they're accepted no matter what and encouraged and supported. It's, it's interesting that you say that. And I've, I haven't been in a couple of market centers myself and see the success that leaders have had. And yes, real estate is, is the byproduct of the business that we do, but that vulnerability that I've seen so many people allow themselves to have while growing a business or transitioning in the business or just the things that happen in everyday lives, but have been experienced in the environment that we provide, right? That you're providing and Joe's provided and things I've been able to participate. That's unique. It is. It's unique to Keller Williams, especially. Because uh, when you looked at like your options <clears throat> going through your, your divorce and you could have gone corporate, you probably could have found something legal and gone up the corporate ladder with salary and benefits and security. And then there's the entrepreneurial path. Why 
entrepreneurial because we're leading you down the road of entrepreneurial impact. So why entrepreneurial? And then what's the impact it had for you? God, that was a really tough decision, Joe. And I remember it very specifically. I had run construction. I could have gone corporate construction. I looked at steel and all these big firms, big companies. I could have gone back into legal just like that and been a paralegal. That felt like going backwards to me. Um, and then, you know, the truth of it is the day I, I, I left, um, it, it was it was a tumultuous day and it happened very suddenly but i left with five things my kids my truck my clothes 116 dollars in my pocket and my real estate license and when i in certain situations share that story the most other than my kids the most valuable thing i had was that real estate license and it was the biggest leap of faith and it was against all the advice of my parents, you know, get the security, get the benefits, you know, that was all the advice I was receiving. Um, I could have gone back to school and gone after further education, things like that. But in that moment, real estate was immediate. And I knew because I'd been in real estate, different capacity, more on the investor side, real estate can happen like that if you wake up, walk out and make it happen. And so I bet on myself. And then a year later, I, I interviewed for the MCA position because I love that work. And uh, I remember my team leader came to me and he said, Dennis Russell, he said, Cosette, if you want this, it's yours, but I'm going to ask you to turn down the position. And I about cried. I'm, you know, 20 grand deep in a divorce. I'm, you know, barely, barely making it by trying to build my business. And I just sat there and cried and I went home and I talked to my parents and my mom said, take it it's security. You can take care of your kids. Very, very motherly. And then I asked my dad and, uh, he said the same thing, you know, bet on myself. And then when I called him again, two years later and said, Hey, this time they've offered me the team leader position. He said, uh, you know, never, never turn down an opportunity to see what you're made of. And I'll never forget that. So when you look at entrepreneurialism obviously unlocked a lot of freedom and upward earning power and, and such. Now that you took on a leadership, you go from sales into leadership. When you look back now, like one of the best things, Russell, probably in the moment when he told you, I don't want you to take it. You're like, uh, don't tell me what I want to do. Don't tell me how to, like, there's probably a little bit of like rogueness around that, but looking back on it, I'm sure you're kind of like, I'm glad he said that to me because in the moment, uh, you wouldn't be where you're at today if had you taken that one with the MCA finance position. In that moment, I I was at a low place and a lonely place in my life and didn't have a lot of faith in myself. And I actually, yes, you know me now, I go rogue. Uh, but then, <laughs> <laughs> Cosette today, Cosette then said to Dennis, you have more faith in me than I have in myself. So I'm going to borrow your faith and I will do what you tell me to do. So be careful because I will do it. And within a year, I started a team. I was on ALC and two years later, his replacement. So I, I am very indebted to him. He was a very, very great team leader to me. Look at the conversation that a leadership position can have on someone's life. Yep. Right there, I say it's all full circle. Impact. <laughs> yep. So what's your impact now? So like you're in a leadership position with over 200 agents, one of the top market centers and brokerages in the Tidewater Hampton Roads area, right? 
What type of impact are you trying to create given your position and opportunity and like scale and scope? Uh, you know, community and purpose has been the top of our discussions lately. Um, really getting people to think about legacy and purpose and big whys, you know, and I'm not quiet anymore. I, I say flat out, I'm looking for agents that have big visions. KW is the, can be the, 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 the brokerage of choice for anyone, but for people that can think big, it is the best place. And I want people that think big and, you know, it's kind of, kind of two part, you know, I'm a very numbers business systems minded person. So my number one thing is, or, or one of the things is I want my agents to think like a business owner. And that's what Keller Williams is about. But if you don't bring it into the market center, if you don't talk about it constantly, it doesn't happen. So, you know, our agents right out the gate know how to run a business, you know, separating all of their tasks into the different categories and, and really seeing it like a business versus just a sales position. And then creating that safe place for self-mastery, self exploration and and growth and that is the most rewarding part of my job when you know i'm coaching someone and now they've been able to grow their business one of my agents said this year my goal is when my daughter goes to school she's now going into school she wants to be off at 2 30 so she can spend that time with her in the afternoon right that's not a sales goal that's not an income goal it's not a volume goal that is a personal family goal and because of the work she's done for the past three years she's able to do that now right and she's leveraged and she's supported and she has a team and everyone is a part of her big why and everybody wants to see that happen for her because we care about everybody's big wives you know equally so yeah business and then lifestyle, life by design. You know, I had to work really hard to get mine. I'm sitting in my backyard. I couldn't be happier, <laughs> you know? And so creating that, that life by design, whatever that, that definition is to you. Um, you know, the other part in, in my household, a big conversation, my husband's a financial planner, specializes in retirements and portfolios. And, you know, the stories that come home, you know, no, no, no personal information, but just the simple story of, hey, we were saving this for when, and then somebody passes too soon, somebody's health fails. I am not waiting till I'm 60 years old to live. I can't do the stuff I want on my bucket list when I'm 60, I'll be too old. <laughs> so we got to get started now, right? So having that balance of, um, life experiences, memories, you know, my agents know everything we do is an experience, right? Whatever it is, you better believe Cosette's throwing something crazy in there that's going to be super memorable and make it special. I don't care how small or big it is. My kids know it too. You know, we're not big gift people. We're big memory experience people. I love that. I love that. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. I think there's like an interesting part about like what do you want to be known for right that like i was i always say this to somebody in like interviews it's kind of like a morbid conversation but it actually gives perspective especially in leadership is that you know you can go out and sell another home you can probably flip another property you could figure out how to be a gc and do all that stuff's not a challenge for high performers it's that um i was watching so much with my son uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank on the name of this Disney movie that is basically like a Day of the Dead remembrance and like oh, yeah. big, 
passes over. I'm trying to, I'm drawing a blank of what the, the movie's called. Okay. I, I know which one you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it's Too not many. Encanto. It's the other one. I'm drawing a blank on it, but it basically this kid like somehow crosses over and goes over the, the, the day of the dead, like mem- remembering his ancestors. And uh, he somehow crosses over to it. And the, this is seven o'clock in the morning with my two year old loves this movie, puts it on. And I'm watching this and it basically gets to a place that the whole idea behind the movie was that the moment the last person that remembers you dies, your memory ceases to exist. And like you, you vaporize out of this, like, uh, you know, netherworld or whatever. And it just like hit me at seven o'clock watching a Disney movie. I'm like, wow, this talks about legacy and that like how many people do you impact and how many people remember you because like in that situation, this movie was that, when his grandfather or his granddaughter died, that was the last person that remembered him or his great granddaughter, that when she passed away, his memory ceased to exist. And like in that surreal moment of watching Disney and having like a aha epiphany of like, I'm supposed to be like just brain dumping. And all of a sudden you're hitting me with, oh, how many people are going to remember you? Like, yeah, great. You sold a bunch of houses. You, uh, you did this great, you know, money and you made all this profit. You had all this retirement, you had all these houses and you did all this type of stuff. But like, at some point you're like, that no longer matters to me. Cause like that chess game, that's more like checkers and like impacting people's lives within leadership and mentorship and reaching out a hand to help somebody like step up their life is actually something that transcends time. And I always say to myself, like I'm 80 years old or 95 years old or whatever on my deathbed. And it's really not going to be about you know, how much money did I make? It's going to be like, how many people are like surrounding me or how many people's like trajectory in life did I change? And I think from hearing you on this is that your entrepreneurial impact, the platform of being a small business owner and actually taking it to another level within leadership is actually about transitioning your experiences onto others so that they have a better life of their own. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's funny, Aaron Kaufman was down a couple of weeks ago and he said the same thing about, you know, when the last person that remembers you dies, your legacy ends. And I turned around and I bought my mom a Mother's Day gift. It's like a fill in the blank biography book. And then you can you can turn it in and they'll publish it into, you know, a book. And it's like I, I never want my mother to be forgotten. You know, she makes quilts and we will have those for generations. And it has, you know, to so and so love grandma, you know, little things like that to make sure that legacies last um for sure i and so that's why you know another book i remember reading um it said that you know memories experiences and emotions are the most memorable things right i do not know what i got for christmas last year right but i can remember you know the COVID experience on the deck outside i can remember that right so that's what i try to do is just I want to make sure every person that enters my life has some significant memory. You know, one recruit I brought to Austin, I taught him how to swim on a rooftop pool. You know, I took somebody kayaking for the first time or wrapped a anaconda around their neck. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much a yes girl, David. No, thanks. I'm passing <laughs> <No>. the safe thing. <laughs> but just having an experience um, or, hey, something really terrible happened and I happen to have the tools or the ability to help in a major way and come through like you know having an emotional memory and connection with everyone that i possibly can yeah i'll say this is a it's been a good conversation thanks i've been on my own little journey the last couple years of reevaluating who i am and how to get through this and the impact of 
these conversations, right? Just having them with different people, but also what they have on me, right? Every one of these conversations, I'm meeting somebody deeper and new for all sets of purposes, right? Outside of being surface deep on some of the business relationships that we have. But right. as I take notes and as I listen and I go back and watch these things, like I'm forever changed. Like listening to your story has changed me and it allowed me to change others. So right. when you talk about that, that movie, and I, I, I know what you're talking about, and I'm not going to start singing if you're talking about Bruno, if that's the one, but. No, it's, I'm going to find out this. Name. <laughs> oh, hold on. I'm going to do a Google search real quick. This is going to bother me. But that's what I love about this. Like your journey has now impacted my journey and, and our journey allowing you and bringing you into our world is going to expand upon all the other people that are going to hear your story. And look, we talk very positively, and, but there is heart-wrenching emotions in all of our stories, right? There's a lot of pain there for most people, but how we come out on the other side, it takes time. Like, it, look, we have 30 minutes to do this, but it didn't take you 30 minutes to go through what you went through, right? There's a lot of trials and tribulations and pain and being able to summarize that here. And depending if everybody watches online, but you did it all with a smile, <laughs> right? That's... That says a lot, right? Being able to tell your story and remember things that aren't always as pleasant, but still be able to smile telling it, that matters. And thank you. And you, and you know, David, on that note, like part of that self-discovery and journey that everybody's gone through, like you said, some sort of pain, you have to deal with the pain. You know, we can, I can smile about it now because I have no resentment. I have no hatred in my heart. That's way too much energy. You know, everything that happened, it was how do I, how do I grow from that? How does that make me stronger? Right. And even if it's stronger in a way to make sure something never happened again, right. Or to be able to identify things. Um, and again, you know, making that safe place for our agents and for things that they're going through and helping them deal with that. Cause anybody that just hides from it, they will implode, you know, it will eat you from the inside out. If you don't deal with pain of the the past and the history and and one of my favorite lines was you have to give yourself permission you have to give yourself permission to let go of it you got to give yourself permission to move on from it pain is sometimes a weird comfort zone i've seen with people and no matter how hard they try they they hold on to it you know sometimes it becomes a habit you know fighting or arguing or contention some people are addicted to it. So it, it does, it goes deep and, and you have to start all the way at the bottom of that. If you're going to come out the top. Coco, that's, that's the Coco. I should have known that my nephew calls me Aunt Coco. <laughs> great, great, great movie at seven o'clock with your, your two-year-old not expecting to have deep thoughts about your life and purpose. And, you know, that, Yep. Well, that is the Disney experience, That's right? The Disney experience. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna make you cry at seven in the morning with some. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to put Star Wars on, and that wasn't happening. So anyway, <laughs> but because I just want to say thank you for your time today. I really appreciate just the vulnerability and just like the realness of like what your story was and the the journey you've been on and the people you're impacting. And I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of lives you've even come across yet that you're gonna have huge impact on. But just goes to show that. In any form or facet, entrepreneurialism actually has a very deep impact in people because of like you're not just dealing with the professional side, you're also dealing with the personal side and you're coaching and developing the whole person, which causes impact like holistically, which I think a lot of times gets missed in corporate America. So I just want to say thank you for what you do, but also sharing that today, just I think as 
huge impacts outward uh, into our communities. Thank you for the invitation. Yep. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you guys for always encouraging us and being there for us. So absolutely. Absolutely. All, All right. right. So with that, thanks everybody for listening to another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. We appreciate our guests because see you all next week. Tune in for another edition of Entrepreneurial Impact. Take care, everybody.